What is going on, guys? Mark Birdie here from Breakthrough Success. And in this episode, we are going to talk about visibility strategies that can help you get noticed and rewarded in any organization. And our guest who joins us in this episode, he is a sought-after speaker who serves as the Vice President of Global Learning at Starbucks Coffee Company. He's also developed training systems for PepsiCo Restaurants International and Motorola. Those are just some of the Fortune 500 companies that he has worked for and with, and now he currently serves as the president and CEO over at Kremple Communications International. So our guest who joins us is none other than Stephen Kremple. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, Mark. Glad to be here. Stephen, it certainly is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success and Visibility Strategies. We talk a lot about it from a business standpoint, but you can also utilize these to get noticed in any organization, whether you are working in that organization or you want to get in front of people within that organization. That's right. So it, it, I'm wondering if we could start with getting visible in front of the right people because there are some people obviously in the organization who they have more sway and there are also people who they have the most power but they're also the hardest to get to so how do we in this big organization decide who is that person we approach first well i think the uh, there's a step right before that mark that's a great question one of the things people you know i i find i consult and, and do this training all around the world is people haven't decided that they want to be visible. And why I say this is because if let's say, let's say you are the big honcho in, in the corporation, right? And we all want to get in front of you. But then when I just said, you know, I need to get to be in front of Mark. And the first thing that comes into my head is your voice that tells you, yeah, but I think he's busy. And immediately you step back and you go, yeah, I'll pass this time, right? And that kills people all the time though. So the first thing you have to do is you have to decide whether we say in the book, you want to be good or you want to be great, right? And this is a situation, you, if you're good, yeah, you kind of, you know, you're seen, maybe not heard, but if you want to be great, then you want to get in front of Mark and make sure he notices you. In an organization, it's very simple, I'll start there first. There are only five situations that somebody gets noticed though. Right? Let me show you the five though. One is the one-on-one -on -one meeting that you meet with that person. Duh. Okay. If you get, if you get that chance. Second is a team meeting, whether it's a small team functional meeting or a large uh, all hands meeting where people gather. Second, uh, thirdly is the conference call. Nowadays it's the virtual conference call, right? Fourthly is the presentation and fifth is the company social. Now, Senior, the senior people don't see you coming in at 7.30 in the morning and they don't know if you left at 9.30 in the evening though. They only remember you when your name comes up, they go straight back to their memory bank and they go, was he the one that asked that question in that meeting? Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing they remember about you. So here's the point. If you are the quiet person, how are you going to get noticed, right? And if you don't ask a question or don't make an impression, how are you gonna get noticed? Your question was then, how do you get in front of the people? So let's say you're a, a, a vendor trying to get in front of a customer. What do you do 
that sets you apart from everybody else who's trying to get in front of them, that makes you a little different. In the organization, we, we say there are two things, right? People who, A1, don't say anything at the meeting, let's assume it's a meeting, and the other one is they talk too much. That's also a problem because those people who talk too much, immediately when they put their hands up, everybody goes, oh my God, here he goes again, right? You know those people, right? I'm sure you haven't met them, but it's exactly that point. So you have to kind of know the balance. and and and. And the main thing is to understand what we call is the rules of the game. So in the, in the corporation, you have to understand the rules of the game inside the corporation. If you're dealing with customers, then you have to understand the rules of the game for the customer. So let me give you an example. I was in a, a visiting a, a customer here in Seattle where I, I live. And uh, when I was talking to the head of HR, he said, uh, Stephen, if you want to do business with our organization, uh, next time, just don't drive your Mercedes here. I'm going, what do you mean? That's, that's my, my car, though, right? Just, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, Mark doesn't like Mercedes because they are our biggest competitor, so don't drive and park your car in the, I'm going, you got to be kidding me, though, right? However, if you want to do business with that organization, will you be driving that car into the parking lot? Uh-uh, right? Not so. It's simple stuff like that, which we call rules of the game. And many people don't figure out what they really are. And you have to understand it is not your rules. It's the rules of the person you're trying to get with. And sometimes you need to go and find out that, uh, you know, in order to, in order to get to them or make sure you stand out with them. Right. And I really love how you mentioned the Mercedes example, because it goes to show a lot of people think, well, why can't I drive by Mercedes? It's my car. Exactly as Stephen was talking about earlier, but yeah, I mean, well, it's like, going, yeah, you, yeah, it's a big competitor. No, that's right. So like if you're doing business with Apple, right, and you're on the phone, you, you won't bring a Samsung phone and put it on yeah, the table, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, that's that just a no-no. Um, but I just didn't know. I mean, I it, most Times it's something you carry with you or, you know, a book or, you know, some, some device you have, but a car in the parking lot because the uh, person has his office overlooking the parking lot. Interesting, right? Rules of the game. So, and in the corporation, those five situations, those are the things, because the senior people don't really see you working. They probably know you have great results because, you know, they, they, people talk about you, but for them to mention your name, the first thing people do is they go back to their memory though. And they, they only memorize or remember you in those situations you, they met you or you were in with them. And then they go, did you or say anything? Did you say anything substantive? And, and that's what we teach people to do uh, in the organization, so. I mean, being a more active player, that's going to get you noticed in any environment. And it seems like for getting noticed by these organizations, it's not a single gatekeeper. It's multiple people who have to notice you. Am I right on that? Or do you feel like there's a dip, like focus on one relationship or focus a little bit on several? Totally. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head here because you have to be noticeable by a number of people. 
And this is what happens in organizations, and I'm sure it's true for, you know, vendors type relations, right? So let's say um, we have an organization, I mean, you, you and I are, you know, VPs, and then I'll go to you and says, hey, do you know Sally Smith? And you go, Sally who? If you don't even know Sally Smith's name, she's in trouble. Now, I may know Sally Smith. However, if I came to you and says, do you, you know Sally Smith? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I know. I think she would better watch her, though. And that's how it works, right? So two or three, the more people that know you uh, is, it, you see, the, the old adage used to be who you know in the organization. I say, no, 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 no. It is who knows you in the organization that make you visible. Mm. Because you can know a lot of people, but if they don't know you and your name comes up, that's a big problem, right? <laughs> so, and, the, and, and you're, you're right. So the more people you know, the better. So. I'll share another example though. I was down in Santa Clara and was doing a little bit of a coaching for uh, a gentleman because he was presenting to his CEO and kind of, we finished the, the, uh, the session and right at the end I asked him, I said, you know, how many VPs do you know outside of your product group? And he, and he, he was hesitated. And I said, you don't know very many VPs outside of your product group, right? He says, no. And I says, then who knows you exist? In the organization, though, your own people know you, but nobody outside of your functional or your product group knows you. And that's the higher you go up or want to go up in an organization, the more of those people need to go there. And what we've made him do is I said, look, for the next each quarter, I want you to schedule some time with a VP not in your business group outside so that you just get to know them and just get your name out there though. And, and it's, you know, as you know, Mark, it's very difficult, it's crowded, but that's what you have to do, though, right? I mean, relationships at the end of the day, whether you want to climb the corporate ladder or you want to grow a business, you need to have the relationships. And I love how Steven is saying, branch out a little bit. There are people who you already know Get in the cup of coffee with those people. I, I don't know how it maybe a virtual cup of coffee, but get in the cup of coffee with those. It's easy to do that with people you know, but to really branch out each week and have that cup of coffee or have that call or just a quick conversation with someone you don't know is going to make a big difference. I do want to go back to something Steven said earlier. I want to expand on it because he was talking about a very common scenario where you want to go to the boss, but then you're like, oh, he's too busy. I'm going to be interrupting. And then you back out. And I feel like people have this when pursuing a new business ambition and any other big ambition. So under that context, how can we not say the excuse in our mind, like, oh, our boss must be busy or something like that, that prevents us from doing the thing we know we're supposed to do for our visibility? That's right. Uh, great question. And, and the way I try to get people to understand this, Mark, is very simple. Though. We use uh, two numbers that uh, we talk about in the book, and that's why the book's called The 5% Zone. And here's what I tell people. I say, look, 95% of the time you can be who you are. But for the times you need to stand out, you have to switch to your 5% zone. And by switching means you have to step up and this not be your normal self because here's what most people make a mistake. Well, I'm 100% authentic. I'm the same all the time. Hmm. No, you're not the same all the time. Exactly. And, but that kills them because they go, well, you know, I'm very introverted, so I don't like to talk to people. Yeah, I know. I'm introverted too, but I have to talk to people some of the time. 
So you have to know how to switch from your 95 to your five. And, and that's the biggest thing that we tell people. Look, you don't have to be an extrovert. You don't have to be somebody who likes to talk to people all the time. But for those 5% situations, when you're talking to somebody, we say two levels above. So it's not even your boss, right? Your supervisor. It's your supervisor's supervisor, right? And that's the one where your knees are shaking and you're going, oh my God, you know, they're busy. It, yeah, but you have only probably, you know, two things you can do. You're going to swing by and say something or you're going to go by and ask a question. So you better have those structured very concisely and precisely and go in and just boom, do that. The more you do it, the more you get comfortable and the more you get comfortable, the more you get brave and that's how you do it. If you keep shying away every time, then you're going to have a big problem. I had a, another gentleman who was, uh, he, he, I think he tends to do a lot more uh, video type uh, Zoom, uh, you know, videos, right? So we were doing a, a, a webinar for some group in, in the Middle East. And at the end of the show, the people ask him, he says, you know, Jason, you look so comfortable in front of the camera. Wow, you're so natural. He says, uh, not really, because between January and March, I've done 2,000, uh, you know, little little video uh, clips and then I go how many have you done well you know then they back off right and and you know the game the more comfortable you are is the more times you've done it and 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 it applies to anything I say uh, probably in life and to be visible is a skill that you need to know when to turn on and turn off and you you don't have to be on all the time and I hopefully you're not off all the time because then that's the problem and you can see that with any creator. Like if you go to my episode one and you're listening to this episode, both of those are going to sound very different. Just as Steven's done over 2000 videos, you definitely get a lot better in video 2000 versus video yep. one. It's just putting yourself out there. And with the conversations you have with people who are two levels above you, it's not the conversation. That's entirely the hard part. It's the actual starting of the conversation. That's right. It's opening the door uh, to see the person at their desk and then asking that first question. Once you do that, you're set. You just keep rolling and rolling. But it is that starting point that is the hardest. And like the 5% mentality. I mean, I like how it's not like the 90, uh, 95% of your time you're not trying. Like you're grinding. Like maybe that's like, like you writing a book in the background or doing your work. But yeah. there is that 5% of time where you should really be with these need to much step higher up. level people. And, and here's another point. Can, can I share another point though, Mark? Right. Yeah. So here's the thing why I see a lot of people get afraid to talk to people senior because they have bad news to bring. Right. And now they go, oh, well, you know. So, so here's the difference a bit between a 95% discussion and a 5% discussion. Though. So let's say we're having a team meeting and we have a lot of problems. Right. You know. Hey guys, come on, man. We have a lot of problems. Our customers are complaining, you know, the process of products not being shipped out, blah, 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 boom. We have a two hour meeting trying to solve this issue, right? Then now we have to go to our supervisor and explain this problem to our supervisor, right? The language changes. So now you have the supervisor is giving you half an hour and now you go, you know, we have a few issues. So the word problem has now become an issue, right? That we could kind of resolve if we did these few things. And then he goes, yeah, I think I like it. Well, let's try and get 
uh, you know, Susan's buy-in. So Susan is the supervisor's supervisor. And when you go to Susan is, you know, Susan, with a few tweaks in our process, we can definitely gain market share. Notice how my language changed from the problem to a few tweaks. Mm. Most people walk into the supervisor and go, you know, Jim, we have problems. And then they go to Susan, Susan, we have problems. Of course, people don't want to talk to you because you're a bearer of problems. And that's one of the things we help tell people, look, you can, you can talk and use, you know, negative or more negative language, you know, in your 95 situation, right? You're trying to solve stuff you don't have to. But when you're going to your two levels up, you might need to switch to neutral or a little bit more positive language because you need to be not a problem bearer, but a problem solver. And you need to switch that language and how you use it in order to become more visible. But then they'll remember you. Then they go, Mark. Wasn't he the one that brought that solution to us for that problem? Not Mark. Was he the one that's complaining about that problem again? Very big difference, right? Yeah. So you can stand out, but you know, one's positive and one's negative. So. <laughs> and the words you use to describe yourself in a situation really affect how the rest of it goes. I mean, there is a difference between saying, oh, we have a lot of issues that we have to solve. That's going more for like a stability survival mode. While if you say we could make these adjustments, these tweaks, Tweaks. and then after those, we see the big sales boost, you're talking growth now. And that different mindset is critical, not just for you, but to have that person on the other side saying, oh, I remember Mark. Oh, I remember Steven. And then getting more of a presence, more visibility in that organization that you're in or that you want to be involved with in some way. That's right. And a presence in the right way, because I, I, I know a lot of people who believe this. No, no, Stephen, you got to tell it like it is. If you have an issue, you got to be frank and tell them, okay, please carry on because, you know, people, and here's what happens. In the corporation, many corporations, I can't say all corporations, but many corporations, everybody's corporate nice, right? So Mm. you bring up the problem and I'll say, oh, that thank you, Mark, for uh, pointing that out for us. You're doing such a great job. Then you leave the room, then I turn to a person, is he a stick in the mud all the time, right? So in front of you, they, they themselves, the senior people, are saying nice things to you and you thought, oh man, they thought I was being bringing you know, issues to them. Hey, I'm going to do that again. No, you didn't hear what they said about you when you left the room, though. And that is the most important thing. So don't get caught that way when you go up the, you know, in many organizations. You, you just stepped on a landmine if you did. And that, that, that's a really great point also because it's not what people say. It's not just what they say in front of you. It's what they say when you're not there. It's what people think when they think of your name when you're not there to like because if you're listening to breakthrough success as you are right now obviously then you hear my voice and you're thinking of me in a different way versus when you're not listening to breakthrough success maybe you're listening to someone else's podcast instead like maybe a few hours later or whatever and then my name pops up just in your mind or someone says it and you know then it's like what do you think then that's, That's right. one of the areas a lot of people don't think about. It is. And, and if you take that same idea and bring it into the organization or in front of your customers, it's the same thing. You know, I, I, I told somebody the other day, 
uh, they were reading me an article and we we're doing, and he says, oh, you know, my CEO just won an award uh, for such and such. And, and he was one of the five CEOs that were, you know, provided the JFK award or something. I said, great. Why don't you drop your CEO a line though? And the email, oh no, I can't do that. And then no, just say, hey, I'm proud to be part of an organization that, you know, that the leader, you know, just say this one line though. Boom, they sent it. Next day she texts me and said, my CEO sent me an email back, right? It's, it's, see, what are they, now it doesn't mean that the CEO is gonna remember you, but right. somewhere along the line when you come up and you introduce yourself, you know, I was the email, you know, I was the person that sent you the email and they're gonna go, yeah, I remember you. That's right, you're Mark, right? Yeah, great Mark. And that's how you help people remember who you are. Because the larger the organization, there are just so many people inside, just like being in a crowded space in, you know, where you have uh, multiple uh, competitors that you're trying to fight against. They're just a lot of people. So you need to have enough touch points so that people start to put the, you know, the dots together. And that's your, that's who you are. And people remember you though. Those touch points are very vital because all of us, we all have a bunch of dots scattered in our minds and, we don't really know who's who with the exception of like family, friends, and some people. Yeah. But you have the dots in your head. You don't really know they're there. And then someone approaches you and helps you with like some of the dots. Like, oh, I sent you this email and some of the dots connect together. But if you don't have any dots in those people's heads, you don't really have a shot at getting them to remember you. No, and, and the other day somebody was asking me and says, you know, I know my boss's boss doesn't remember my name. So if she comes to me, should I tell her my name? I go, absolutely, because, you know, sometimes the senior people, they meet so many people, and if they don't meet you often enough, they can't remember everybody's name. So just say, right, hey, Stephen, remember, my name is Susan. We met at that last, so tell them where you met to try and join the dots for them. And of course, they'll say, yeah, Susan, I remember your name. No, they didn't. But you just help them remember your name, though, right? You get it. So, so sometimes we have to be overt that way because they have just too many things on their mind and your name is not one of them, right? And so you have to be out there. You have to help them. And if it comes around and goes around enough times and if the dots end up with a big picture, and a couple of other people mention your name, then maybe they remember your name, right? So I believe so at least. And it certainly is, a, you're in a good spot when you have a bunch of those dots floating around in people's heads. And all that comes from following that 5% zone and putting yourself in that space for all of the vital moments and really stepping forward and taking your visibility seriously. You've heard a lot of stuff from Steven. We will be linking to his book in the show notes because I think you guys should definitely grab your copy. But where else can we go to keep following all the great work you're doing? Well, I have a website called Winning in the Work World. So you spell it out one line, winningintheworkworld.com. Uh, you can go there. We have a, you know, a lot of ideas. We have even a couple of uh, uh, online programs that people who are really serious want to know and want to step up uh, can do. And, you know, very simply, like those five situations I told you about, the one-on-one -on -one team meeting, uh, uh, virtual calls, presentation, and company social. Do you know which one is the most important? 
the company social. And that's the one people miss all the time because they don't want to go mix around with the seniors. They're hiding in a corner with their drink with their friends and talking uh, in the shop. Yeah. When you could have gone there, introduced yourself in a more relaxed atmosphere, say a couple of lines, and people probably will remember you more than any of the other four situations. So let your people know that. And, you know, don't waste those opportunities in a company social. There's not a company social. A company social is work, though. Right. And you got the work, the room. Though. Uh, so anyway, just a couple of words of wisdom, Mark. Thank you for having me. though. My pleasure. We will be throwing that uh, all your links in the show notes. Just one more thing. I'll chime in on the company social at all of the big events. Yes. They say that the big party night, the beer night, that yeah. is the night. That's where, where the business happens. is done. Exactly. You got it, Mark. You're the man. Thanks for coming on the show, Stephen. Take care.